2: And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you uh, as we march towards the new year. Buck, how the heck are you doing, man?
1: Man, I'm good, DJ. Like, it's it's crazy because of where we are. A couple weeks left in the regular season. Uh, Bowl season is in full earnest. We have the college football playoff coming up uh, in about a week. And so it's good, man. Good time
0: i gotta ask you this question as we get older uh you know when you're playing ball security is a phrase that's often mentioned we'll mention it when we're scouting as well ball security Mm -hmm. ball security ball security i want to know if as you get older you're struggling with the same thing i'm struggling with which is called uh cup security coffee cup security because buck i remember as a kid watching my dad like fumble coffee around and spill it everywhere and i just remember thinking like i don't understand this like how hard is it to just keep your coffee upright I had the almost exact same sweatshirt you got on right now wearing this morning. I'm walking. I've got my phone. Maybe it's because I'm trying to do too many things. And it's just like, it like, not like fall. It like explodes out of my hand. I'm like, what is well, wrong you, with me?
1: Do you have it in a tumbler? Or do you have it in a mug? You have it in a mug? was in a mug, in a, mug, in a mug. I, I need oh, to get, see, a a, I get a top. I got to get a top, I guess. Huh? I'm, not a, I'm not a mug guy. I'm, I'm like a kid. I need a sippy cup. I need a top on it. I need okay. everything to make sure I don't I need I don't one of these, like one of yeah, these so. things yeah 20, oh even. man yeah, that's a lot of coffee though this is water right i know <laughs> that would be a lot of coffee i was like yeah. Ooh, that's a lot dj that's <laughs> no <laughs>
0: that... no but I'm, i i've done this so much lately and i don't know if we're if i'm crazy like i'm the only person as you get older like i don't know do i have like some kind of like a twitch or something i don't know what's happening man like terrible terrible coffee cup security terrible yeah we gotta you gotta work on that
1: though can 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 give them away can no can, i gotta be better, give, yeah, better i gotta be trouble. better than that
0: um all right, the, as we start off today, we're going to get to, in a little bit, the uh, the Dolphins-Ravens game, and we'll look at some of the uh, rookie impact scores from last week. But uh, the news of the day, probably the news of the week, and maybe the news of the year for the Denver Broncos is that they have put Russell Wilson on the bench, um, and they are going to go with Jared Stidham. A lot of different layers to this thing. Um, you can look at Russ's numbers on the surface, 26 touchdowns, 8 picks. There's nothing to nothing to sneeze at. Like, he's... I think he's in the top 10 in some categories now yeah. as a quarterback. It's not He has not been their problem, in my opinion. But because of the money commitments and because of them potentially being on the hook for like another, I think it was $37 million bucks, if he were to get hurt in these last two games, they didn't want to take that risk, much like the Raiders didn't want to take that risk last year with Derek Carr. Uh, last year when that happened, Jared Stidham stepped in for Carr. This year, Jared mm-hmm. Stidham going to step in for Russell Wilson. I know RG3 came out, went strong on this. I saw your tweet on it. Um, I, to me, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, there's a lot of different areas and directions you can go with this. So I'll, I'll leave you the floor there.
1: Oh, look, I don't, I don't even mind a demotion. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't mind. Like, hey, hey, Russ, we got to sit you down. Here's where the, here's where we are with the finances. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not going to bring you back next year. Like, just have a transparent conversation with them. You know, mm-hmm. like that part of it. But then. When it comes out, like obviously it comes from his side where they talked about trying to negotiate down the deal or gave him the ultimatum on whether he was going to be benched or not to try and remove some of the financial guarantees. To me, that's when I was like, man, that's that's a lot. And then when you kind of add balled him out. Yeah. Like, like, that was like, my, I, I'm
0: with you on that one. Like,
1: like, like, like so then now you're going to you're going to scream at him on the sideline and all that other stuff. To me, that is exactly in and, and regardless of whether. This thing, where it just seemed like it became more personal than mm-hmm. professional when it came to it. And I think we all can deal with professional situations where, hey, we're going to go in a different direction, yada, 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 but let's kind of play the string out. I expect you to do it. I'm going to coach you the best that I can coach you, but at the end of the year, we're probably going to move on and go a different direction. Everyone can deal with that, but it just seemed like it was so much stuff. And now when you look back at some of those sideline outbursts, you do wonder did the negotiation or the failed attempted negotiation, did that impact the way that Sean Payton was treating him in front of his teammates? To me, that's something that, look, Russ will be fine. But if you're another player coming in thinking about playing for the coach, like, are you okay with that? Are you okay with just, I would say, just kind of like maybe a little bit of the slimy nature that appeared to kind of come out of all of it. I was thinking back um, to, you remember when he first got hired?
0: One of the first stories that came out was, uh, Russ, is, his office is gone, his uh, nutritionist is gone, his trainer has gone, his private quarterback is gone. Basically, it was like the meme of uh, I'm the captain now, right? Like, like yeah. hey, this might have been your rules, your team, it's my team, my rules now, no longer. And that, you know, to me was, you know, again, probably all necessary things. But for that to be the first thing and then to leak it, that it would get out like that, it was very much, I don't want to say it's like a, you know, like, a bully but it was just kind of uh it sounded personal i don't know how else you would Mm -hmm. say that it's not like this is a personal thing against him he didn't like him he didn't like the way he handled himself and then to then on uh after that go through the year where of the list of problems with the broncos i wouldn't say that russell was in the top three or four issues with that team this year um and so then to Screaming and yelling at him on the sideline, which I don't have to go back through. I don't remember him ever doing that to Drew Brees. Now, obviously, Drew played better for him and and had great years, but you didn't treat him. But you don't treat a veteran dude that way. And then it just felt like it started personal and it felt like it kind of ended personal. But that's, you know, again, I I always caution we're on the outside. I don't know what that was, what was
1: said. It looks like
0: he's screaming at him and embarrassing him. I don't know what that conversation was. We weren't there.
1: Yeah, no, it, 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 it seemed like a lot. And I will say this I felt like for the last, Two three years, Russ was a declining, descending player. Yeah, like you said it when he got traded.
0: You said it at yeah, the yeah. I feel
1: like he was he was he, he was far more of a a guy who needed to play within the constraints of the offense more so than hey, let's let him cook. Let's let's have more of Russ doing it. And I think he has probably come to the realization that no, nah, I need to play within a structured offense, running game, play action, not necessarily a rhythm and timing based offense because that's best for his skill sets. I think he still has value if. He is able to play the way that they were kind of playing with him, limit the pitch mm-hmm. count, uh, allow him to be more leader Russ than playmaker Russ with an occasional a hey, Russ come get us out. Because he still had four game winning drives this year, you know, like and so like as much as you, you want to talk about it. And this is me fully acknowledging he's not danger Russ that he once was in Seattle. He still has value. Um Sean Payton and, and the Broncos organization and all this other stuff to kind of come out and, and the way they did it, like, it's fine. You can move on. But I think there's just a way that you do it. Uh, going forward, I think what would be interesting is, because people have speculated, hey, this is the end of the road for Russ. He won't get a chance. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. There are too many spots available. Oh, no there's too question. many. You think too he's many not, chairs. You think in
0: Atlanta, he's not better than what they've got going on in yeah, Atlanta it's, right it's now?
1: Yeah, there's too many chairs available for, for Russ to be completely done. It won't be the number that it is. And I think he'll well, have an he's opportunity to still get to, that
0: money from the Broncos. Yes. So.
1: so I think he'll have a chance to do what Baker Mayfield did in Tampa, where, hey, look, minimum deal, whatever it is. I just want to get the ball. I just want to be the starting quarterback somewhere. I want to see if I can rebuild it, repair it, and do those things. He'll have an opportunity to be a starting quarterback somewhere and the Broncos are gonna to have to pick up the tab.
0: One of the topics, um, uh, I think it was on GMFB that one of the, one of the uh, uh one of our colleagues said on the desk was you know, has anybody come to Russ's defense? Like, pay attention to the how quiet it is. You know, his teammates aren't really having his back here. And I'm always a little bit skeptical on that because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you're responsible to you and your family, and you got to protect mm-hmm. your own money. And to come out there against the boss and come out on him when you're still going to be in the building, it doesn't seem like a very
1: wise career move. Especially after you saw him undress Russell the way that he did and then demoted him or whatever. So now I'm his teammate. I'm going to come out. No way. We also no. saw him remove a handful of other guys, like oh, what Randy Gregory uh, got up out of there. Frank Clark uh, was also removed. Nah, that's not the place where you're trying to speak up and be no. a martyr for Russell Wilson. I think privately you can support him, but publicly, yeah, I have to let this one go. Got to pass on this one.
0: Yeah, interesting. It's interesting time in that division right now. Um, you've got four different storylines going on. You've got this drama taking place. With Russell Wilson, they're going to be a little bit hamstrung with the cap going forward for the next two years um, carrying dead money. So that's going to be a a storyline for them. What are the Raiders going to do with Antonio Pierce, you know, the way they're playing? Are they going to keep him going forward? Like there's some uh, some uh, uh, balls up in the air there with the Raiders chargers, obviously looking for a new head coach and a general manager. What are they going to do? And the Chiefs look mortal for the first time uh, in the Andy Reid era right now, where they look like they've come back to the pack a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting to see where this division goes uh, with 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 new quarterbacks and leadership in, in three of the four spots.
1: Yeah, it would it, be interesting. The the Chiefs obviously have the inside track on being able to continue to reign supreme in that division. Uh, to me, I feel like their flaws are fixable. Uh, we can talk about the personnel, but I just think you just tell Pat The check down is there, just take the check down, and it can be easy for us all over again. It'll look different, more methodical, and workmanlike, but they can get back on track for the other teams that you mentioned. The Raiders have to find a quarterback because if they retain Antonio Pearson, everyone loves the Aiden O'Connell story like good dude or whatever. But there's a difference between uh, you have to complete passes, Buck. At some point, yeah, you've got to be able to complete passes, yeah, and like and like for them. They they they're, they're kind of stuck. They need to have a, a quarterback that can function. Doesn't have to be a top five quarterback, but they need to have a top fifteen quarterback that can come in there and take care of the playmakers that they have: Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Jacoby Myers, even Hunter Renfro. They have enough weapons to be able to be okay. The Charges is interesting because it's a cultural reset. Yeah. Um, who comes in? Who gets all the the the, the, the juice when it comes to am hey, the football czar and the head coach or however they elect to go about it. And then the Broncos is finding a quarterback, but how are you going to find a quarterback if Jarrett Stidham isn't that quarterback? Because now you box yourself in. Russ can't be it. If Jarrett's not going to be a veteran, gutter, unless it's a cheap yeah. veteran. Yeah. If Jarrett Stidham isn't it, then who who are you going to find? And you don't have a pick to necessarily put you there. I think it'd be the middle of the first round is where their first round pick will be. That's still kind of in no man's land for a young quarterback. Well, you know, look,
0: they, uh, you know, they. It was well known at the time, and they have documented it since how much they loved Mahomes when he was in New Orleans, and they were trying to trade up into the middle of the first round. Which, again, not saying there's a Mahomes in this draft, but saying uh, Sean Payton, I think, with what he's looking for. I think I think there'll still be some options with where they're picking. I, I think there's a chance to be some quarterbacks in this draft. And they might not be an A plus quarterback, but somebody that fits him, uh, maybe more so than Russell did. And it'll be cheap, you know, if you if you get one of these guys on a rookie deal.
1: Yeah, now what'd be interesting is we, I don't know if have we have we ever seen Sean Payton work with a young quarterback as a starting? Like he had Drew Brees this whole time in New Orleans. So Yeah, well, then you um, get
0: the Jameis, you know. I think he had a yeah. crossover with Jameis. Did he have he the, he have the crossover? Yeah, he had a crossover
1: with James, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah he, had J- he had James. He also had Teddy Bridgewater and those things. But they were still guys who had kind of played a little bit. We'd never seen him take one from scratch and make him a starting quarterback and play with him. That would be a different challenge for him and one that would test his patience. So we'll see what it looks like. But you're right. It's a changing of the guard a little bit in the AFC West. Just seeing all these different quarterbacks and team li- leaders that will come into it in the offseason. It just sets up for Kansas City to just kind of have a continued dominance. It's good. It's league. Kansas
0: City's kind of going through this kind of trying to find themselves uh, period that there's nobody knocking on the door to knock them off. So it's good, it's good timing from that standpoint if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We'll look at these uh, rookie impact scores for the week, uh, see if we find any new names on here, and then, uh, and then we'll get to the game of the week. We'll, get it, we'll do that right after this.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, Buck. uh, Rookie Impact scores the top rookies from this past week. Uh, Puka Nakua, Jameer Gibbs uh, right there at the top. How about Bryce Young? One of the few times he's cracked the list here, number three off his best game. Uh, as a pro uh the new name here, Chris Rodriguez uh, with Washington, followed by Zay Flowers and Brian Branch, a couple guys we've seen before. uh Chris Rodriguez, not the fastest guy, but real instinctive, a hard, mm-hmm. hard runner, physical runner. uh nice to see him uh, pop up on the list here.
1: you know I think what 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 it it tells us uh when we get to the draft, uh everybody has the potential to play a role uh doesn't matter what round you pick, doesn't matter like how many guys you're behind. Uh, The football season is so long, it has so many twists and turns that you may find yourself having to play. So when we're evaluating these players, we always have to kind of look at them in their best light. What could they do really, really well? And how could a team maximize that? Because a lot of these guys, DJ, that uh, can be cast off like during the process, they end up up being key contributors for your team down the stretch in the middle of a playoff run.
0: Yeah, especially the running back position. You know, you got to have a stable uh to navigate through 17 games and hopefully into the postseason, you gotta be able to roll more guys out there. So uh good one there uh with Rodriguez. The teams this week, uh with the top point totals, the Lions, the Rams, the Packers, the Patriots, uh, and the Falcons. So those are the top five teams in terms of the impact they got, not just uh performance, but also just playtime. So they're playing a lot of young guys and and getting their money's worth. I, I wanna transition off of that buck to this. I Was talking with somebody about Sean McVay the other day, and mm-hmm. thinking of you know the number of coaching openings that we might have, and uh, I had this conversation. Said, "Look, if you were to put all 32 coaches in a draft, and no teams had any coaches, I, I think Sean McVay would be the first pick. And the reason why I say that is twofold. You know, obviously we know about the scheme and and all that, and we know about his you know his leadership and his persona, all that all that kind of stuff. He's got all that stuff." communication excellent Mm -hmm. but I was thinking the two underrated aspects of being a head coach is is being able to develop your players and develop your coaches like I think I think sometimes we talk about one and forget about the other but like man if you're helping your coaches grow and become better coaches
1: that's an ace in the hole man as a head coach It it is an ace in the hole because what happens is the the head coach's job is to set the vision uh to clearly express and articulate what he wants from the team, how he wants it to look, how he wants it to play, to articulate to the coaches how he wants his guys to to learn and what he wants them to learn. And then to hold everybody kind of in that that alignment, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're an assistant coach, you make sure that it looks this way, but here's how I want it to look. Sean McVay has shown the ability to take look mid-level to late round picks and undrafted free agents to develop them, to get them ready to play, while also taking a revolving, uh, ever-changing cast of coaches mm-hmm. and showing them how, how how to play as well. He has done a really good job of, I would say, continuing the success that uh, the Rams had at the beginning of his term, had a dip, and then they bounced right back, and here they are again, uh, nearing a playoff berth. And they make the postseason, you talk about a launch pad for continued growth and success. That's exactly because I would say they're year too soon. You're too early. Well, and, and this is the thing on the, on the coaching side of it.
0: Okay, I think people don't think about it this way. Okay, you're a victim of your success, right? You have success. Guess what? Your coordinators are gone. They're getting head mm-hmm. jobs. They're getting better opportunities elsewhere. They've had a lot of attrition uh, underneath him. Coaches scattered all over the league. And he just finds a way to find – not only identify some other guys to bring into the mix – but I think he has his you know, his scheme, his philosophy, his way of teaching. But then I think he develops these coaches to make them not only help their current team, but it's great for them as well. Everybody benefits because then they're going to get opportunities to go get jobs elsewhere.
1: Yeah, he he just does a really good job uh, of, of putting it together, of laying the plan, setting the foundation, making sure everyone knows exactly what they're expected to do, and then they do it. And when you're able to do it with such a young team, because we've seen a couple years on end, they've been able to kind of Mix, mix and match the pieces to get this team up and going. But this year, in particular, uh, the success of two guys, Puka Nakua, uh, basically signing and taking a a Cooper Cup clone, and then Kyron Williams, the impact that he has had uh, over a thousand yards, only played eleven games, but he's really getting it done. Uh, just McVeigh's ability to take both of those guys as centerpieces of this offense to showcase them to get the success um that we're accustomed to seeing the Rams have when he's been at, in charge no doubt
0: to me it's been a little bit of a, a kind of a uh, a beacon that you can point to if you're looking for you know your next head coach your next leader um to me you know, all the things you consider how do you develop your coaches is another uh is another aspect of that that I think people need to pay more attention to um all right what do we got for our game this week Buck
1: it's time for the MCS game of the week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook this week it's the Dolphins at the Ravens. Spread is minus three, favoring the Ravens. The over-under is 47. Uh, DJ, I'm going to say this. The Baltimore Ravens are in the middle of a thick run of heavyweights. They're having to navigate through, having to fight their way to the top of the AFC. They, they've done it. They've knocked off some top teams. But this one is a different challenge because the Miami Dolphins are look explosive. They're creative. They test you. In a variety of different ways, particularly on offense. And so, man, your defense to be lights out. And then defensively, they are rounded into form into a top five defense. Bradley Chubb, Jalen Ramsey, some of the other weapons and pieces that they have. This is a tough challenge for the Baltimore Ravens because this Miami Dolphins team is rock solid from top to bottom.
0: Yeah, and I think is a challenge here. First of all, the Ravens are going to be happy about the uh, being favorites here because they were not happy with uh, how heavily uh, they were an underdog against the uh, the 49ers last week. But the challenge is going to be um, coming off of a week where you played a physical game uh, with the 49ers, short week. Coming back, mm-hmm. I know you're at home. That's nice. Um, but when you have the emotion and the physical toll of last week, the short week, and then a team that gives you a totally different pitch uh, this week in the Miami Dolphins, it's going to be a challenge, man. It's going to be a challenge for the Ravens. The other thing I will say is, you know, Tua's ability to get the ball out on time uh, against uh, one of the more exotic pressure teams in the league uh, under Mike McDonald, the job they do is is excellent on the defensive side of the ball. With the Ravens, they can they can negate some of that uh, just by getting the ball out of his hand quickly. Um, so I, I think it's a it's a fascinating style uh, matchup here. Uh, if I know the Ravens the way I think they do is, you know, they made some plays in the passing game last week. I think they'll come out and try and run the ball down the Dolphins' throat in this one.
1: Oh, because this is one where last week against the Niners, it was, oh, okay, you guys claim to be the bully. Well, let's hit the bully in the mouth. This week is, oh, that's cute, all that stuff that you do. Yeah, How do you respond when we hit you in the mouth? Because that's the Baltimore Ravens' answer for everything, violence and more violence. <laughs> like, that's,
2: that's, what, that's
1: what they're doing. They're not turning the other cheek at all. They're trying to make sure that they come with the physicality and toughness. And so for the Ravens, you want this game to be a very physical affair. You want to run the football because you can look at your personnel and say, hey, we can go toe to toe. But I've seen Tyreek Hill run by some of their DBs before. So you want to limit his opportunities. The reason why the running game is important, if the Baltimore Ravens aren't dominating the time of possession, well, then it leaves their defense vulnerable to giving up some big plays. You want to take that out of it. You want to make sure you convey that message. You do not want this team to have a lot of opportunities. So Lamar Jackson, you got to take care of the football. You got to possess the football. We want to slow the game down by relying on you and the running backs to run the football, and we'll pick and choose when we can take our shots.
0: Yeah, I, I also think, uh, man, if Miami got up early in this game, it would be huge. It would be huge for them. Uh, mm-hmm. It just it, it changes their defense can then play and hunt and chase. Um, I think that will be the best thing for them. So I think whoever gets off to a fast start, it'll go a long way uh, in determining who wins this contest.
1: That was the MTS Game of the Week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now with code MTS. New customers can bet $5 on NFL action to score 150 instantly and bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code MTS. The crown is yours.
0: Well, there you go. Uh there you have it. Looking forward to that ballgame as well as the entire slate of games. Hey, I'll be back with a uh with the Jared Stidham report next week, Buck, after uh go see the
1: Broncos and the Chargers. Who the Jags, who do we have this week? Who you got? Uh a Jags have the Panthers. Gotta get a win. Gotta get a win. Wanna make sure you stay keep pace with the Indianapolis Colts and Houston Texans to see if you can get that that division crown. Need to get that done this week. All right. Well, a uh, reminder,
0: we still have one more episode coming your way tomorrow. And then we'll have five episodes next week, including a video show that streams at 4 p.m. Pacific every Tuesday on the NFL Fast channel. Well, we appreciate you hanging with us and we'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks.